are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Big Ten, everything you need to know about the conference every single day of the week. Alongside Matt Sheen of Locked On Spartans, I'm Nate Dickinson. We're going to be talking about some of the win totals that have come out for Big Ten football as we get into the summer. Of course, people still want to get their money in as soon as possible. Now's the time when you feel like you have the biggest advantage over everyone when everyone is still trying to get an inside look before the season starts. So we got a chance to look at all of that. Matt, thanks again for joining the show as always and coming on to talk to us. I mean, again, we've talked a, a little bit about all this stuff and what it means as we just start the off season here. But when it comes to win totals, I feel like you can maybe get a little bit of a look at where a team's going to be a little bit more accurately. And especially if you're someone who follows an individual team, I feel like this yep. is some place where people really feel like at the very beginning, they have an advantage over the people making the numbers. Yeah, this is one of the most fun times of the year in the offseason is when these win totals come out for you know, a few reasons. Like, just like you said, hey, this is a great time to make money if you follow a certain team very closely and you don't agree with Vegas's numbers, like a great example. And yes, I'm going to get to talk about Michigan State right off the bat. Here's that last year. I, I think it opened up at that line is four and a half wins, eventually closed at six and a half. Well, okay, 10 regular season wins later, that, that blew by, and a lot of state fans felt very highly about the team last year. So if you're a fan of your team and you don't like these numbers, kill it. And the other reason why this is so fun, because, listen, it's the old adage, Vegas has the lights on for a reason. They know a lot of their you-know-what, and these win totals are a good barometer of where they expect your team to be. Now, of course, the example I just used, is it perfect? No, it's not, but they know a lot more than anyone else does. So yeah, I love these win loss totals um, just to kind of see the landscape going into the season. It's, it's always fun. It's always fun. Well, let's just get into it then at the very top, of course, is Ohio state. The Buckeyes are at 10 and a half wins over at bet online, which is uh, of course they're factoring in a one loss and maybe even a second time. I mean, if, that comes into play. You think one of them's in the Big Ten, and we can talk about all that stuff later. But again, ten and a half wins is, I mean, just pretty on par for one of the most elite teams in college football. Yeah, I actually uh, spent this morning robbing every single area bank uh, that I could in the Tri County Metro Detroit area to put it on the over for ten and a half wins. Listen. Ohio State's going to be a juggernaut this year. They have, of course, incredible receivers, even though they lost seemingly 18 of them to the draft last year. C.J. Stroud, pretty good quarterback, and he's playing behind an experienced and pretty solid offensive line here. And how about this, Nate? They have eight home games. Would you like to guess when their first road game of the season is? Their first road game of the season. It is ridiculous. It, my jaw dropped when I saw this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, is it like start of November? I don't know. It might as well be. It's October 8th. It's week six is the first time okay. they're on the road. Now, of course, it's the East Lansing, my Spartans. But yeah, they have eight home games. Their crossover games are a little challenging. They got to play Iowa. They got to play Wisconsin. Both those games are in Columbus. And that third crossover game, it's at Northwestern, which will effectively be Ohio State's ninth home game of the season. Like they have the team to do it. They have the schedule to do it. And they have the home versus away split to do it. There is no reason for the Buckeyes 
to honestly not go 12 and 0, but especially 11 and 1. Like I'm, I'm nuking all my money on Ohio State over 10 and a half wins this year because I like making money. That's then that's the best way to do it. Do Buckeyes fans even have fun with it anymore? Betting on any of these games? Uh, I mean, it, it's what? It's, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's it, just it, no thought, but there, there's just no thought into it. You know, like I, I don't know. I, I guess if you're a team, you're betting on it anyway, but. If you're trying to like actually bet like who's going to win the games, I don't know. Just if you're a Buckeye fan, you bet Ohio State every week. It's easy. I don't know. Every single week, yeah. And that's how you become the wealthiest person in Ohio. You just keep betting on the Buckeyes. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, there, there were two blips on the radar last year, but there's enough wins uh, to you know, make up for all those uh, lost funds last year. But, yeah, like 10.5, it's a laughable number. That's a very big number, but it's not big enough. Uh, even if it was 11.5, I still think I'd be going over here for, for Buckeyes wins. I think a much more interesting one is one below that at 9.5 for Michigan. Uh team that has some question marks, of course, on the defensive side with all that lost over there. But again, just overall is facing the question of can they be as good as they were last year with consistency? Nine and a half wins going over on that would suggest that, yeah, that's legit Michigan, is it? Yeah, sure. Why not? And they definitely have the schedule to, you know, hit that over of nine and a half. I know that they lost a lot of production on the defense, but like, listen, you you don't need a lot of production to go through your non-conference slate of Colorado State at home, Hawaii at home, UConn at home. Like that that's three immediate wins right there. And then your fourth game is at home against Maryland. Just like Ohio State, this is another team with eight home games. I don't even know how this is possible in Division 1 football, but Ohio State and the Wolverines have figured out a way to jam eight home games on the schedule. So, yes, of course, there's a lot of question marks about Michigan going into the season, but what a favorable schedule because not only that, you get Penn State at home, you get Michigan State at home as well. The only real challenge is going to Ohio State, but with nine and a half, like you're afforded two losses here, and I don't necessarily think it's going to be coming in the, the crossover games either. Yes, I got to go to Iowa. Kinnick Stadium is a house of horrors, you know, no doubt about it, especially if you're a big opponent. That one, okay, a little dicey, but there are other crossover opponents. Nebraska, you guessed it, at home, and then, well, Illinois at home. So I, they got a pretty good draw as far as crossover games go to go along with their, let's call it what it is, a cupcake schedule. This isn't me being a salty Spartan fan. I think everyone can agree on this. I think Michigan fans can agree on this. This is kind of a joke of a schedule here. So, yeah, nine and a half. Yeah, like they might get drubbed by Ohio State then this season, but, hey, 10 and 2 pays. I think that's how they mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Well, let's get to your Spartans. They're a little bit down below at seven and a half, an interesting number as well. Uh, I'm interested to hear what you think about what Mel Tucker can do in season three. Yeah, uh, how much time you got? Because I could I could chew off four and a half hours right here talking about this over under. Um, but no, I'll, I'll do the, the short version. I, I think they go over. And this isn't me being a homer because like, I think last year, I think I was even under six and a half. Like I, I, I'm very brutally honest with my team sometimes, almost to a fault, but I do like their non-conference schedule. Listen, Western Michigan, Akron, and then you got to go to Washington. That's going to be a little spicy. But then again, it is seven and a half. This isn't a big number like eight and a half or nine and a half. Michigan State has a lot of toss-up games. Like they got a very good uh, deal in the crossover. They got to play Minnesota. They got to play Illinois. And then they got to play Wisconsin. But that's at home at least. So a lot of toss-up games on the schedule. But if you win half those toss-up games like I feel confident that you're going to go eight and four you know nine and three so yeah Kenneth Walker ain't walking through that door but I think the roster is improved elsewhere 
where I'm feeling okay about seven and a half. Now, the caveat with this is that we only have like five offensive linemen for the entire season. So uh, any of those guys get hurt, then well, I'll call betonline.net personally and be like, hey, could, we could just void this bet, right? I didn't account for <laughs> offensive lineman injury. So you got to be cautious about that when it comes to uh, to that. So how about that? We've been talking about three teams and I'm over on all three teams. All these teams are going to go 12 and 0 in my mind, Nate. How about that? That's, that's going to work. <laughs> Wish it was that nice. Wish it was that nice to just yeah. call up bet online too. Sure. Another team at seven and a half wins is probably the most talked about football team on this show. And when we're talking about the projections for next season, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Again, that team on the same pace as Michigan State just doesn't make sense in the heads of people who have watched Nebraska in the past few years. But it seems like everyone out there, John Garcia Jr., who we had on the show, was talking about how good Nebraska has done in the transfer portal and things like that, what they're bringing back next season. And it seems like this team might be good. I'm not ready to go there yet, but seven and a half wins would be a spot where you are. I'm ready to go there. Listen, the biggest sucker thing you can do is constantly buying into like a few programs every single year, even though they always fall on their face. It's like Miami, for example, it's Nebraska, if you will. But you know what? I'm walking straight into the bear trap, Nate. I'm ready to get hurt by Nebraska football. I actually think they're going to be a good team this year. I think that they do climb over seven and a half wins and even saying this out loud i'm listening to myself speak right now and it sounds crazy but i really do think that they have what it takes last week on the show i think i used the old adage of mark d'antonio used to say find the inches how can you find those little things and msu had a season in 2012 where they lost like four games by combined six points okay well that was that was just every game for nebraska this year i think they could find the inches i think that they're going to have solid quarterback play and also Yes, I am going to use the old trope for the fourth team in a row of talking about the crossover games. Because, listen, it's not the most challenging crossover schedule for the Huskers. Yes, going to Michigan. That's far from a picnic. But you also get home against Indiana, and you got to go to Piscataway to take on Rutgers. Those are winnable games. You have a decent non-conference okay, against North Dakota and Georgia Southern. And you get that Oklahoma game at home. Again, though, it's not a big number. It's just seven and a half. I think that they can do what it takes here to climb over seven and a half wins and by Scott Frost, at least a rumor of an extension. Yeah. Just not getting completely fired by November. So that's, uh, that's the, the sick trap I'm going to walk into. That's enough of their over Nate. That's right. I'm four for four and going overs. Let's see if we can get a team that I talk about for going under. Let's see if I could just defecate on a team here. <laughs> coming up. What, what do you got next? Before we go there side bet, let's say Nebraska goes into that game undefeated against Oklahoma. What's the spread mm-hmm. that you're comfortable betting the Cornhuskers at? Like any home dog spread, any home dog spread, even if it's yeah. just like three and a half points, I'd be like, oh yeah, our, our boys are doing it. And yes, I'm, I'm saying our boys um, <laughs> as if I'm like a tried and true uh, Lincoln native. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll throw out the word us when it comes to talk about Nebraska. Michigan State doesn't play them this year. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ride with my Big Ten West brethren over there. Let's ride. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's see who we can talk about next. Um, let's go over to the West a little bit more. Wisconsin is at eight and a half wins. Higher than Nebraska. I believe that's tops in the Big Ten. It should be as far as the West, of course, goes. But eight and a half wins for a Wisconsin team that really still has all the same question marks that it did last season, right? Yes, of course. And, like, they, they do – I can't be hypocrite here. I do have to point out their non-conference schedule as well. Illinois State at home, Washington State at home, New Mexico State at home. 
okay, they should be able to win that gauntlet of three games by a combined score of like 150 to 17. And those 17 points are coming from Washington State. They do have some tough road games, though. They got to go to Ohio State. They got to go to Michigan State. They got to go to Nebraska. They got to go to Iowa, Nate. That's four tough road games. And if you have a hiccup at home, let's say against a spicy Purdue team, if you will, or a spicy Minnesota team, as we get random acts of PJ Fleck here to end the season, I I think I'm finally going to utter the words under out loud. I'm going to go under eight and a half for Wisconsin just because, yeah, like I, Listen, there was reason to believe that there's optimism at the end of last season. They started to have some building blocks here, but that's a tough schedule. That's a really tough schedule with a lot of really difficult road games. Um, so I'm going to go under eight and a half. I think they finish eight and four. It's going to be close, but under is under. So eight and four for the Badgers. Bet Online covers all of your sports gambling needs. If you want all the information before you actually put your money anywhere, Bet Online has you covered. If you want to actually make those bets and make a wider variety of options of bets than anywhere else, Bet Online has you covered. If you want to go to a place where the website just looks nice, as not all sports betting websites do, Bet Online has you covered. Head on over to Bet Online right now for a one stop shop for everything that you need going on with your sports gambling needs. It's really that simple. Bet Online and sign up for free right now. I like the over here because, and I guess I haven't really been given my takes as we go, but as yeah. we talk about the West, I, I feel like it's easy to fall into the idea because it's more entertaining when there's more good teams there. It's a weaker division. You Mm -hmm. have more teams that are closer to being competitive. You have the Nebraska team that's supposed to be good this year. You have the Minnesota team who isn't just supposed to be good. They've proven it multiple seasons uh, in the last few years that they can be a good football team. Wisconsin and Iowa are always going to be there. So I feel like the unders are always there, but I feel like you never get that many teams with the end of the season are right there. You know, I I mean, in the COVID season, Minnesota went the three and four when they played their seven games, but still was under 500. Nebraska Mm -hmm. has not been able to do it at all. We don't need to get into all that again. It it seems like there's always at the beginning of the season, the West, those teams that are kind of the hopefuls who have these kind of like six and a half, seven and a half win totals. Sure. are going to not be able to live up to the expectations. And then you kind of just on the other end too have these teams with the like an eight and a half of Wisconsin and you start to think of, okay, where could losses be picked off here and there? And it's, I think just a little too easy to follow the trap. Like if Wisconsin was as good as they were in the big 10 West last season, right. Mm -hmm. I see them being just as good in what they're doing this season, given how other teams have lost and what Wisconsin's also bringing back. But I guess for that reason, it's just like, it's not because I think it's Wisconsin's is anything special. It's just, I'm kind of using the same logic to make the reverse pick. Like the big 10 West isn't that good. So Wisconsin doesn't have to be all that good to be able to hit eight and a half wins by any sort of means, but if they're the best they're going to. And I still think there's plenty of an argument to say that they, Iowa, every single year could end up on the top of that side of the division so i i'm over on eight and a half there just because i think wisconsin could be and is having the best odds right now to be the best team in that west side of the big 10 but again it's really just on who you think that team is based on what i'm saying you know totally a hundred percent like i there there is a spice factor with with the the big 10 west because like and this is where this debate takes you know 
two different roses. Like I, I think Nebraska is going to be a solid team this year. And there's another one too. Do you have Purdue's win total up in front of you by any chance? I want to say it's seven and a half, but I want to. It is. Yes. Check here. We haven't like been mentioning the, the numbers either. There's been a couple that's been off. Like like the under on the seven and a half is minus one forty right now. Overs plus one ten. Oh. So like Bet Online has these lines out but they're, they're very skewed on the actual numbers, which is something I might want to get into too, because uh, honestly, when they put these, when they put these numbers out, they're doing it. So people like us will talk about it. Right. So sure. sure. Like what was in a, there's another one too here. Uh, let me find exactly. Let me get, what were the teams we've already talked about? I'm backtracking in my head already and trying to figure out uh, Michigan was yeah, like, okay. under, the, the under on Michigan nine and a half is at minus minus one thirty-five. The over is plus one Oh five. Plus money. Wow. Okay. What What is it? Plus Ohio money, State. I got to Ohio State. Ohio State was. Uh, yeah. Okay. Even better. Ohio State under ten and a half is at plus one sixty. Over ten and a half is at minus two hundred. Right. Okay. So we, like, we right, need to so... be talking about. We need to be talking about those numbers too, when we have sure. these conversations. Wisconsin. I'm still do it, yeah. Wisconsin was minus one thirty on over eight and a half wins. Uh, even money on under eight and a half. Okay. All right. That checks mm-hmm. out. So yeah, okay. So so when I put five million dollars on Ohio State over, I'm gonna get paid out two point five. I'll I'll still take that return right. any day of the week, and I'll ask for the money like before September even begins. I'll just be like, it, it is a foregone conclusion that it will hit eleven or twelve wins here. I will <laughs> take my lump sum uh, cash out right now, please. Thank you very much. Uh, so right. yeah, I just yeah, produce seven and a half though. Why do I love that? Why why do I love the over here? I'll tell you why I love the over actually. Um, because they're gonna be fun it's to a watch. Solid homes. They are they are very fun to watch, and unfortunately, they were fun to watch against my team last year uh, when we visited Ross Hayden. But that's that's this is the main character in my pick for over right now is that Ross Hayden has a lot of great games going on in them. Penn State Purdue at home, yes, Purdue is going to be three point underdogs, but I kind of like them in the home dog game. But let's say that they they don't win that game. The non conference is Indiana State at Syracuse, and then Florida Atlantic at home. They also get. Nebraska at home. They get Iowa at home. They get um, some nice uh, games on the road too. Like you got to go to Illinois. Okay, great. That's not anything important. Yes, you got to go on the road to Indiana. It's a rivalry game. So that's a little different there. But you also go to the road at Maryland. Like not the toughest road games for these Purdue Boilermakers, unless, you know, of course, they got to go to Madison. They got to play Wisconsin. That's no picnic. But Seven and a half wins for Tina Spicy. I, I I get that David Bell's gone um, after he <laughs> hung up 435 receiving yards against Michigan State. But listen, I, I think that there is a good team there. I think Jeff Brown has got a good building block there for seven and a half wins to be cleared. Now, if it was eight and a half, I think I'd take a pause a little bit. I'd still probably go over just because whew, spicy on the Boilermakers. But uh, yeah, seven and a half, I'm going to go over that one. Mm-hmm. Let's go uh, over to Iowa. The Hawkeyes what? are at seven and a half as well, but they're another team with the numbers too. Uh, under seven and a half is at minus one seventy right now. The overs at plus one forty. Again, seven and a half wins. So if you think Iowa is going to be a decent Big Ten West team, you can get good money on. You, you you can you can, but like man, you talk about a pretty brutal crossover schedule here. Like you, you got to play Michigan and yes, it's at home and crazy things have inside of Kinnick, especially if that's going to be a night game. Like that's great, but you also got to go to Ohio state. Um, it, it's tough, right? I mean, yeah, you do get Wisconsin at home. That's nice. You get Nebraska at home, but like, I, it's not just, you know, the home versus away schedule for me at this point. It's just like, I don't know how much I just trust Iowa as a team 
in general, right? I mean, I, I think that I don't know. Like, do, do you do you have a strong opinion one way or another on this? Because I think I put like half a unit on under. Like, I'm not totally completely sold on it. Like, I'm not gonna back up the Brinks truck on the under, but like, some of my gut just says under, and I don't, I don't know why. I mean, it's just the argument is this is the team that was in the Big Ten championship game last season. Uh, how much worse can that team get? And in Kirk Ferentz, you have someone who has been able to keep that team. I mean, when you're talking about seven and a half, uh, that's a guy he's never out of that conversation when you're of talking course. about this Iowa football team. So uh, I guess that's the argument. But I've always leaned towards your side of the argument, which is pointing out that everything I just said has nothing to do with the football team that's going to be on the field in the fall. Um, right. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, that's really the gist of it. it. Seven and a half is a number that in a weak Big Ten West, again, is attainable for a team that comes out. And honestly, with Iowa's talent, plays an Iowa brand of football. And that's what you mm-hmm. depend on every single fall. But and when it comes to being uh, comfortable in that kind of a pick, I guess, or putting your money on that side of it, it, it's not something that you get excited about going to the bank to do, you know? Yeah. If you're doing it, you're doing it because it's something that seems like the smart bet, not because it's what seems opportunistic. The sexy bet, yeah. Right. No, I, and I think I know where it is now. Now I'm starting to psychoanalyze myself. Like, I think I know why I'm so reluctant. I, th- I think it's just because I think the Big Ten West is going to be more even this year. And, like, it's even most years. But I think, like, teams like Nebraska, teams like Purdue, even Minnesota can have, like, a, a nice season coming up. Like, I, I can just see every team in the Big Ten West going, like, eight and four this year or seven and five this year. And, like, it's – I think it's just going to be, like, living on that razor's edge of, like, okay, is it going to be seven wins or is it going to be eight wins? And you can say that about, like, almost every team in the Big Ten West. And for some – yeah, I guess, hey, all these teams can't hit the overwrite, so I guess I got to sacrifice one. And it's, it's going to have to be Kirk Ferentz and the Iowa Hawkeyes, which surely has never backfired on me before, thinking that Iowa's going to have a, a, a disappointing season and then they bang out nine or ten wins. No, that's never happened before. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, – I'm going to make that – mistake again this year well i feel like that's why the west is a such more difficult side to bet than the east the east is so much simpler where in the west if you say have an even season in even more even conference than you're used to maybe there's like three teams that going into the last week are at eight or nine wins maybe four teams even but but Mm -hmm. the difference between that and there being one team at 11 and one team at six and just everything else being blown up is so minuscule and so minor. It's again, I, I think if you're betting on the East, I like the skewed numbers, I guess we've seen are on the East as well too, primarily, but it, it's something where you have the Ohio state, you have the Michigan, you have whatever you think about a Michigan state or a Penn state. Yeah. And then that's where you're really looking at the numbers. Everybody else is just pretty much bad, but it, it's, not is that it's not that simple on the West and the margin between a team having the over the under. I mean, I don't think these are too hard of numbers for Vegas to pick out, right? These teams are only sure. playing 12 games. If you're going between eight and nine and seven, that's a few plays. It is. Yeah. And yeah, that's a good point. I guess like forecasting like win totals in the big 10 West is like, I like forecasting weather as a weatherman in Phoenix. Like every day you could just put up like 105 on the screen, sunny, 0% chance of rain and like call it like a week. Like you just 
roll out of bed as a Vegas bookmaker, be like, oh, big Big Ten West team. Like, yeah, seven and a half or eight and a half. I just throw it up on the board, see what happens. <laughs> see, see where the money starts falling. So that's that's how it goes. It so yeah, it's uh, it, it it's a tougher the divisions to to pick out, no doubt. Let's get to the other team that's there, though. Minnesota in the West is right there at seven and a half wins, too. And they're at the, when you talk about money, pretty even, minus 120, minus 110 on the under and over. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm harkening back to the days last year where we were like game on a week basis. There are two teams in the Big Ten that I absolutely hate picking, and it's the, it's Minnesota and it's Maryland, like, because you don't know what these teams are going to get on a weekly basis. And of course, in like in the grand scheme of the full season, like, I have no idea. So I give me, Give me the under just because I feel like I've said over a lot and all these teams can hit the over. So <laughs> give me under, I guess. But yeah, I, I say that with the utmost, like least confidence <laughs> I've, I've ever had. So I I just hate betting on the Gophers or the Terrapins. So I like the minute. I like the Minnesota over the weapons on offense are back. Tanner Morgan is somehow still the quarterback of that team. Uh, right. the, the defense is losing players to the NFL, but still has NFL caliber talent on it too. Uh, It's something where where I think Minnesota can easily get that over. If, I mean, Tanner Morgan, after that 10 win season has not been the same quarterback with consistency. I mean, if he's able to Mm -hmm. put that together a little bit, that team easily hits that over in last season, season before that it it was, it has been a rough time for him going, but I I don't know. I, I just always have faith in that guy to be at least be able to, figure it out in year number six, you know, but uh, as far as good teams, we should talk about Penn state. I'm sure they're at eight and a half minus minus one thirty-five on the under plus one Oh five on the over. Yeah. And when you're thinking about that side, it's really just like, who's at the bottom of that total pole between those four teams, I guess, Michigan state, Michigan, Ohio state, and then Penn state. And like Penn State also like they, they got to travel to Michigan. What is nice is that they get Michigan State and Ohio State at home. But like, oh man, jamming that Auburn game in there, uh, that I, I think that's going to be a, a potential loss right there. Of course, you know that's far from a guarantee. It's probably more of a toss up than I actually think it is. But I just I, I can't trust James Franklin. I'm sorry. Like I I I don't like I don't hate him on a personal level. I just I just don't think that he necessarily is a great game manager like we saw it at the Michigan game last year we saw it at the Michigan State game last year and thank you very much for your service James Franklin but like I I have a hard time watching James Franklin have the year that they did last year and then being like hey yeah give me the over for their win total for the next year after that surely things will turn around I just I I can't I can't do it my guess is a solid eight and four for them but that's that's the under that's uh that is a losing bet if i was to take the over so i don't know i just i can't do with james franklin i can't i'm sorry i'm sorry nitty lines fans i i can't all right who else should we talk about we've gotten through all the top teams is there anybody else i mean who you think is uh, that guy yeah, i'm looking is. at like a maryland maybe or something else <sighs> I just have so little faith in, in Maryland year in and year out. And like, they always check out in the middle of the season. Like I just can't do it for them. But like, do, do you know who I'm ready to lose money on again this year is, and I, I don't know why I did this last year, but I, I had a lot of faith in Rutgers last year. I, I, I don't, I don't know why my, my uh, betting bankroll definitely saw th- how much faith I put in them as a, you know, went deep into the scarlet red numbers <laughs> after a few weeks. But um, 
What's Rutgers over under for, for wins right here? What, what are we looking I, at? I'm not seeing it actually on Bet Online right now. I've been looking up oh, it's off the board. Wow. as we go, actually, what everything's at. But I'll, I'll try and I, I had an article and other stuff up too. So I'll try and find exactly I believe where they have it out here. Half. Yeah, because I talked about this it on seems, my show. That earlier. seems about right. Right, doesn't it? But like, yeah, here's the thing. It's like, I, I like what Greg Schiano's doing over there. I think he's like the perfect guy for the job. I think he embodies that whole culture great and they respond to him very nicely. He is New Jersey. New Jersey is him, yada, yada, yada. But what are we doing? Scheduling two road non-conference games. Like we're going to Boston College. We're going to Temple. Oh no, that I don't like how that sounds whatsoever. Uh, and then like, listen, they're crossover. I wouldn't be too jazzed about it if I'm a Rutgers fan. Like, yeah, we got to play Iowa. Great. Yeah, it's at home. We still got to play Iowa. And then he got to host Nebraska as well and then go to Minnesota. Like, we, we couldn't find Illinois on the schedule this year anywhere. So, I don't know. It's <laughs> four and a half. It, it, it's going to be a tight one. It's going to be a tight one. Uh, but, yeah, give me five and seven for the Scarlet Knights. Why not? Hey, I'm I'm here to get back all the money that I lost last year betting on the Rutgers Scarlet Knights, which is one hell of a sentence to say, but yeah, hey, let's go. Charge on, night on, whatever saying they have over in Piscataway. We're, we're doing it, so let's go over, baby. Just one more over for the road. Number I found not from Bet Online was five, but you said four and a half. I feel like it's right. It, it, it is right around there. Yeah, it, it's something like we'll that. Go over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maryland was, at, Maryland was at five and a half. I mean, it, they got that quarterback to do it you know it's just but nothing yeah. else really it's just that quarterback that you know is like if you have it and you need to watch the game he's going to be able to put together some games that are going to be fun to watch but yeah <laughs> like they're a fun team to watch also because it's like the like the mystery that you get with every single week like are you going to watch this team hang up 73 points on their opponent or are you going to watch them struggle to get four first downs the entire night like it, it is it is crazy how volatile this team is. And that's why I refuse to bet them during the season. Now five and a half. Like, I, I think I'm going to go under here just because listen, late in the season is usually not a good time for Maryland. And with the November schedule of at Wisconsin at Penn state home against Ohio state. And then you got, you know, Rutgers when you've already taken three beatings in a row. Like, I, I don't know what more is going to look like there, but also one scheduling quirk. I'd like to point out, why are we taking road games to Charlotte? If you're Maryland, aren't you above taking a road game to Charlotte in the non-conference schedule? How did that game get arranged? I don't suspect you know the answer, but like that's, I saw that. I was like, huh, that's unique to visit Charlotte as a big 10 team. But Hey, I, you do you Terrapins. I just, yeah, I just got to go under though. Gotta I go can't under. care. I can't care about scheduling that much anymore. I've only got so much that, that I can spread around and try and get. That's to. healthy. I had that's to, healthy. I had to cut that's off. Good. I had to cut. I had to cut off the scheduling ten years in advance a while ago. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. Good call. That's a healthy way to live. All right, Matt. I, I'm sure there's someone we're missing out on to let us know, but it, it's basically it seems like you got to pick your team. Really, it, it, on the yeah. east, there's win totals that you could picture teams going over or under on the West, there's even more so that kind of a variety. If you think there's a team that's going to be good in the big 10 this season. And honestly, right now is the time to do it because everything's kind of bunched together. You can pick your team right now and get that money. in, And I think be the most comfortable in your bet, because I mean, you could also feel it out too. You'll be able to know like if things are going to start going where you want it to or not, as far as lines go and stuff like that. But really it's just like, as we said off the top, I feel like right now is like the point where if you follow a team, this is when you feel like you have the biggest advantage over the people who are actually making the lines. Yeah. Hey, listen, Vegas knows a lot. They know a ton, but this is also 
this is also the time of the season when they know the least. So if there's ever an edge to get, it's this right now. So uh, yeah, strike, strike while the iron's hot. If you love your team and you hate the win total, go crazy. Or if you think Vegas is being way too generous to your team, I, I guess cut against the grain and <laughs> bet on your team to lose more, I guess. So any, any way you slice it, let's make some money, Nate. Let's go. Let's go. Matt Sheehan's over at Locked On Spartans every single weekday and here on Locked On Big Ten once a week. We'll talk to you again next week, of course. Matt, on whatever's going on in the Big Ten over the course from now until then. Thanks, as always, for coming on. Hey, you're the man, Nate. Always a fun time. Uh, cool. Look at us go. Welcome back into Locked On Big Ten. As always, a big thank you to Matt Sheehan for joining us here on today's program. He'll be in next week, of course, to talk about everything that happens over the week in the Big Ten. First, before we go for the weekend, though, a look at everything that you missed in the Big Ten baseball tournament from yesterday. The first games of the tournament finally got underway on Thursday, and we had a couple of upsets to report. First off, number six, Penn State beat number three, Iowa, the biggest upset of the first day, 5-2 to two the final score. Number five, Michigan also beat number four, Illinois, final score there, 7-5. to five. Indiana almost pulled off the upset against the top seed Maryland, but the Terrapins end up pulling off the win at 6-5. And then in the last matchup of the day, number two Rutgers beat up on number seven Purdue 10-3, the final score. So now the winners will play the winners in today's games. Losers will play losers. It'll be number three Iowa against number seven Purdue, number six Penn State against number two Rutgers. And then the winners, or I'm sorry, loser number eight, Indiana against number four, Illinois. And the winners, number one, Maryland against number five, Michigan in the matchups in today's Big Ten baseball. Bottom line, it's going to be a whole lot of fun to watch on the diamond this weekend. A lot already of competitive baseball being played. And of course, we'll have the results from over the weekend here on Locked On at Big Ten next week. Until then, to stay up to date on everything else going on in the Big Ten here, follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnBig10. LockedOnBig10 is the show. If you're listening, be sure to subscribe also on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe also wherever you listen to your podcasts or just get a podcasting app. Go hit the subscribe button over there and leave it alone after that. The support matters that much. And again, we beg you to help us out and, of course, Make sure that we can keep bringing you good shows every single day. I'll be back next week with, of course, a weekend of news to cover on the Big Ten here on Locked On Big Ten. Until then, Nate Dickinson.